I'm Leela Ree. And I'm Nick B. Listen, we're just two single girls from the City of Roses discussing all things love, lust, and perception. And roses are a symbol of all things beautiful about love. But as you know, love can get a little dirty. So we're here to talk about it. Dirty Roses Podcast starts now. Hey, I'm Leela Ree. And I'm Nick B. And welcome to Dirty Roses Podcast. Today, we are talking about something that I couldn't maintain. I've never been able to get to. <laughs> I mean, I did for a few years. Still never been able to get to. I mean, we're trying. Okay. We're trying to get you there. Yo, thank you. Yeah, we got to find some. We have, we'll have. we mention the, the guy that we're looking for for you later in this season. Yes, yes, it will. Yes, okay. Anywho, we have some amazing guests in the studio today that can tell us all about what to do right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing a tongue show. <laughs> what we can do today. Um, Our friends, Maury and Stephen Holt, are joining us today to talk about how to maintain a successful marriage. And I've known Maury since middle school, going to her soccer games, sitting on the sidelines, getting bug bites in the grass while she kicked balls around. And kicking balls has got her a marriage. It's good. There we go. But Nick B, you also know her. And you guys grew up with acronyms and best friend groups and all kinds of stuff. We did. So we actually met at the same time period, which is middle school. Okay. Um, Although I was not at the soccer game. Um, never made one, not one. I believe you're an amazing player. I've heard outstanding things. I understand those awards. You've been printed in papers. I recognize your strengths. I was not at those games. However, what I was at, right, go ahead. What I was at were the sleepovers. Yeah. Um, the late night runs to get eggs from neighbors because we tried to make desserts like cookies. Oh, was she the one that made the? No, she. I don't know if I told you the story about the time that we went out to get gay or eggs, and it was nighttime. I think I tripped over a curb and I landed in the street because we heard dogs barking, and I was like, "Go on without me." <laughs> It was, I mean, but we've got stories. We we known each other for a year. Yeah, and I love it. So we are so beyond happy to have both of you on our show. Today. Yeah, drop some nuggets. I'm closer to the thirty years than twenty. It, it feels so long. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. It has. We're old. <laughs> thank you for thank you for the reminder. Oh. thank you for the reminder. I um. I feel really old. I got told I had a shiny forehead today, and now I'm old. Well, I was told I'm reflective. We all want this. This is the life of us right now. No, lighter skin privilege is not always a good thing. (laughs) I'm right. I was single. Yeah, break the good with the bad, okay? (laughs) I love it. But, you know, we start every episode with a story, a scenario. And since we're talking about having a successful marriage, I can talk about how mine was. <laughs> the opposite. opposite. That's, kind of, that's kind of the story. Boom, bat, bam. That's it. I I was married for, you know, 15, 16 years together with the same person for 21. Thought I was doing everything right. Realized I wasn't. Or maybe we weren't together collectively. I won't say it was just me, obviously. I don't take the blame for anything in this marriage. It wasn't my fault. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that that's kind of the story. I mean, it's been the thing for us starting this show was like I was recently divorced at some point. Now I'm full-fledged single. And now we're trying to help Nicole get Nick, Nick B. I'm just saying, if I could just maybe get to a committed relationship and then start talking about the rest. So. He just needs that stepping stone. Like, how do I get there? So my first question, how did you guys meet? Yeah. Maybe I'm not meeting my man in the right place. Where'd y'all meet? That old-fashioned church. <laughs> I have not been on ChristianMingle.com yet. <laughs> she didn't say Christian Mingle. But she I'm said, I'm going to get close to church, but not in the church. How are you going to get on Christian Mingle if know. you have not been to okay, the been, church? church? You got to go to you got to go to Catholic Mingle. No, no. <laughs> CCM.com. 
I'm going to meet you at Friday Mass. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, Mass. So you guys met at church. We met at church when I moved back to the Northwest. Okay. Um, I was leaving and trying to get away from a relationship that I didn't need to be part of anymore. Called my dad, said, come get me. Mm-hmm. And my dad, being my dad, came and got me. Broke my lease on my apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got my job to transfer me. And um, moved back up to Portland. And at that time, um, Steve's parents were the head pastors of a church. And my parents were assistant pastors at the church. Oh, see y'all both PKs. Yes. Okay. So I preacher's kids, for those of y'all that aren't familiar with the lingo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, I started going to church with my parents. And that is how we. Who approached who? Technically, I go to first. Okay, but you say technically. So, yes. what is the technicality, and then what is the actuality? The actuality. Technicality was hinged upon German chocolate cake. What? Say what about some chocolate cake? <laughs> no, we. Ooh, My grandmother makes a phenomenal German chocolate cake, and she had promised to make one. And in conversation post church, boy heard it and was like, "Well, I want a slice. I want a piece." And her and my grandmother had developed a relationship, so they're hanging out, talking. Interacting wow. quite a bit. So, hey, Grandma had an agenda. I was, she's like, I'm gonna get this chocolate. She cake. said, this The way to my grandmother, she said, The way to a woman is through her stomach, not but, the man. That's not the other thing. <laughs> Gigi, his grandmother, is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's the type of person that you want to hang out with, not like on some, oh, like, this is my good deed that I'm doing. Like, no, like, we're talking for hours and cackling about stuff, and she's telling me stories about her life, and mm-hmm. you know, like, enjoying her company like, yeah <laughs> one of the funniest people we know yeah she's oh, hilarious amazing she's amazing and she's still amazing and how Gigi is in her uh upper 80s wow she's that's still delicious. sharp and hilarious yeah. amazing I, goals <laughs> i want to be like i know so now to find a man we got to find a Gigi, and we got to find german chocolate cake. german chocolate cake okay. and in the church yeah. <laughs> noted growing noted. a grown <laughs> so technically grandma is really Gigi is where it started yes but, okay. I got the German chocolate cake, promised to share a slice, and I didn't have her number, so I asked her dad for our number. He did. He got my phone number from my father. <laughs> this is like, we've been doing it wrong our entire lives. We didn't know. Ain't nobody talked to my dad about shit. <laughs> oh, God. I feel really sad in life. After that, we had a 72-hour conversation. Wait. What? Okay. Explain via text. Like we okay. just were texting back and forth for seventy-two hours straight. I don't think there was like we weren't really sleeping because there was never more than like ninety minutes between a text. Wow. Like there, we just were talking about. Uh, what were you guys talking about? Everything. Who knows? And who? It's like it's like when you're young and you're like, what were we on the phone about all night long? Like who knows? <laughs> who knows why we were on the phone? Right. We but it was about. a good conversation. But, we just wanted to keep talking to each other. I love it. Same favorite color, same kind of like, same kind of preferences. So a very intriguing, engaging conversation. So because you guys were kind of like so intentional and so quick with how you guys kind of started chatting, was it like almost like an instant connection of like kind of like we're dating now? Or is how did that like transition? Oh, small, small fact that has been left out. Oh. He has a girlfriend at this time. What? No, you don't be sharing <laughs> chocolate cakes when you got a whole woman. 
Look, congratulations, flag on the play. For those of y'all that are listening, hold on, because the way that he's gonna be a real romantic, like, no, we need this. Gigi said, I don't bump that shit. Right, she said, we don't like her. I don't her. like her. Leader in the we need this one. All right, give well, the cake to this one. Gigi knows. like they didn't like her. That's true. His family didn't like her. And his demeanor is like, yo, fat. <laughs> That's what happened. She was like the high school sweetheart. They had been together for six years or something. Long time, many years wow. at this point. And the whole family just wasn't, they knew that she wasn't quite the one. So was it because you got like, together with her so young, or was there actual reasons? I don't want to dog her out, but is there reasons? Yeah, there are reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually they're, you know, that makes sense. It perfect makes sense. Right. Okay. And we, you have to understand, like, PKs, right? We go to church all the time. Right. And we're used to that. Right. We grow up that way. Um, and... I was going to church. I had never seen her. She didn't. She didn't come, Ooh. so she wasn't around. You know, he was very involved. Gotcha. She was never around. I, I, I. So she wasn't emerged in the same lifestyle as no. Gotcha. Which left a wide open door. Why is chocolate cake, man? Did y'all feed each other the chocolate cake? <laughs> was it Romando? So like Lady the Tramp, but with cake, right? <laughs> Forks or just fingers? No, 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 none of that. None of that. But so, okay, so with that being said, then, so you guys probably kind of started off as like a, a flirty friendship, or how did that, I mean, how did this transition? Where like, was your girlfriend during them 72 hours? I'm okay. not concerned. <laughs> not concerned. That's probably why, that's the reason. She wasn't worried about him. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah, it, I would say a flirty, a, yeah. flirty friendship is a good way to describe it, because it's not like we didn't like start sleeping together. Right, right. Like, that. like, it was just like, Okay, we see each other a lot at church, and then we talked a lot. Right. When we started spending some time together, but talking a lot about, we talked a lot about God. We talked a lot about where we saw our futures and what that looked like. Um, and so in my mind, I was kind of like, like, oh, wow, this this person, like, this is getting deep. Yeah, I'm having different conversations than I've had with oh. other you know, men. Now, Steve's also uh, younger than me. Oh. And so, I, yeah, exactly. And I was like, why why am I having more mature conversations and more forward and future, you know, right. oriented conversations right. with this younger person? How how much younger? Uh, Two and a half years. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You My previous relationship, he was 10 years older than me. And so... The switch was, it felt like a big, got you, shit. Understood. Yeah. So like then our 11s and 12 year differences. It seems to you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is why we're single. <laughs> <laughs> got it. So when y'all decided to start dating, who made the decision that y'all wanted to be exclusive first? Like, <laughs> who was like, it's just us. There's... Well, when you got rid of the other person. I'll tell you, there's so <laughs> there's so many things that happened in the years between that 72-hour conversation. Oh, these years. And and a child. And and the exclusivity okay. situation. And um yeah, in there I got pregnant. We we got pregnant. Um sure. the ex-girlfriend at that by that time he had broken up. Okay, gotcha. The, the girlfriend. But she kinda came back around and there was a lot as of they do. drama. Yeah. As right. <laughs> there was a lot of drama and back and forth and what's gonna happen. And you have to also remember, like I said in the beginning, um his parents were the pastors, my parents were right. the pastors, right. I'm pregnant. 
What did Gigi have to say about being? Yeah, what was the conversation of the households after that? Um, Gigi was supportive and understanding. Gigi's just cool as hell, ain't she? Just um, no. she she was, and our relationship got kind of messed with a little bit during that time. Mm-hmm. Like our um, part of our story is how our parents saw, like, dealt with the pregnancy and dealt with. Our, yeah, our relationship dynamic at that time with, you know, we weren't together at the time that I got pregnant. And so, uh, you know, we were obviously seeing each other, but we weren't in a committed relationship. And then right before I found out I was pregnant, that's when the ex-girlfriend came back around. And my personality is such that like, oh, she's back around. Go do that. And and not even with an attitude. Just go do that. Like, you're not going to do both. So go, you can go, right? Go do that, and then the next week, I was like, mm-hmm. "Mostly, you didn't know." No, oh god, I didn't know I was pregnant when I told him to go do that. And then we found out I was pregnant, but I already told him to go do that. Wait, so did you go do that? I tried. Um, yeah, okay, but then he found out he was expecting, so he stopped wanting to do that. No, that's not what happened. That's not. Jeez, what happened. Don't we put stories. In I'm trying that. to understand. <laughs> I'm trying to understand if well, he wants to go do that and then had to stop going and do that. Not immediately. No. Okay. okay. It took some time. Like the pregnancy was really, you know, dramatic and a lot of back and forth with that girl. Um, but ultimately, Nicole it was actually your birthday party. Ooh. So after I have. I have Cameron, our oldest, in June, at the end of June. Okay. Throughout the pregnancy, he was really great during the pregnancy as far as being supportive. Like, he went to every doctor appointment. Like, he was, you know, really invested and involved. We were just not, we were trying to figure out right us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, the my first time being out of the house after having our daughter, um, we went to Nicole's birthday. Which was, was this my 30th? Um, the sun the no sunglass. It wasn't their thirtieth because I was. It had to be your twenty-eighth. Okay, it was your twenty-eighth birthday because I was twenty-seven when I had Cam, and you turned twenty-eight before. Oh, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah, I do turn twenty-eight before you. Yeah. <laughs> so just in the school year. So after that party, we we're sitting in the car, and I'm like, "Just tell me the truth." I tell him we had gone to the party. We went to your party together, and I said, "Just tell me the truth. Are you still messing with that girl, your ex?" And just you just need to tell me the truth. And he said, "Yep, I am." Damn. Then I started yelling and cussing. And you guys have to understand, Steve is the most patient and calm person in the world. We can tell. I I yelled and I cussed. And then when I was done, out of breath, (laughs) he was like, "This isn't the best way to communicate. (laughs) There's got to be a better way." This isn't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I just gave him like all of my. She just had to unload. And then he was just like, this isn't the <laughs> Give him all your energy. And he's like, listen, it's not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that conversation changed a lot for us. Okay. Like we spent a little time like not talking. Um, and then, you know, we had the come in, come to Jesus, talk with the ex-girlfriend. He's like, I'm done with it. Um, you know, and we, I was like, oh, we're all going to talk together. Right. We want to make sure that, so we're, that we're all on the same page. <laughs> a conference call, a little uh, speakerphone call in my car. Mm. Baby in the back seat. 
Not you guys all broke up together, though, as a family. I just wanted to make sure, again, we are all on the same page. All three of us in the uh-huh. car are breaking up with you while on the other <laughs> on the other end of this line. Yes, if I, don't call. Don't reach out. Listen. Mm-hmm. And, and we were doing that not even so he and I could be together, just so we could function as co-parents. She couldn't even be in the picture if he was going to parent. She had said some stuff about wishing my baby dead and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she, I was like, she got to be out of the picture all, all together. Ill feelings towards her. She's kind of like her. I don't like her either. I was trying to like protect her on her own platform for who she is and the part she played, but now she can go kick rocks. Whole scallyway. Molly, G- Gigi knew what was it. Gigi, Gigi knew her heart. Yep, yep, all of that. So yeah, the situation kind of ended up good for me because she ran into some individuals. Because at the time, our ministry was doing Saturday Night Light. Okay. A young adult, young adult ministry that was booming and blossoming. Goals most about we used to do it. I love that noise. And it was a phenomenal service. We had over a hundred young adults. Oh wow! How so? Yeah, I think we did that back in. Is that is it still going? Not anymore. I think I need to bring it back, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> we had engaged with some people who are mutual friends of ours at okay. a birthday party, okay. and essentially lied on things that I said oh, no. about our relationship and then said things about wanting to be engaged with my child but then went in front of these individuals and said the opposite. Oh, gotcha. So I had confronted her about it and she came clean. I was like, ah, I can't do that. He didn't believe me when I told, told him she was lying. You gotta but, get something you know. else. Because at this point, you're just the hater that wants in. You, know, you, <laughs> you just want to sabotage their shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a get a, oh, a God. party test. Make sure that shit, baby. Oh my goodness! Get out of here! Now. Well, I was sobbing <laughs> like they did on that show. Yeah, yeah. Um. So now that we've gotten out the the ex girlfriends out the way, you guys have kind of established that you want to work on your communication techniques and all those things, right? <laughs> um. How did the proposal happen? Yeah, we decided we we're gonna co-parent. We gave ourselves. He said, "Like, let's try to make it work," and I was like, "Eh, chip." No, honestly, I was like, we have a big hole. I was like, where people have a foundation, they start building. Where our foundation will be, we have a, this big hole mm. from this, all this stuff. With this. Right. I said, so you would have to spend all this time filling in the hole first before we can ha- even have a foundation. And to his credit, he really did. He, you know, he dealt with whatever my irrational things were about you know, what you have to do to prove that, you know, right. but he dealt with it. Um, and he did, he did all the work to refill that foundation. Um, a few months after that, we decided to be exclusive on the day we decided to be exclusive. I told him I don't date for more than two years without a proposal. I said, so I'm not going to give you a hard time and harass you for the next two years. I'm not, but if there's not a ring on my finger, the two years in one day, just know we're not together anymore. So I love that you communicated your expectations up front. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are missing that, mm-hmm. especially those that have been dating their significant right. for a long period of time, hoping that at some point there's a turn in the relationship that they've right. never laid it out what their expectations is where they want opportunity to be like, yeah. Yeah, that's not what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I said, if you don't know by two years, then you do know. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You used to say a long yes is a no. <laughs> I remember if somebody would ask you a question and you're like, 
Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> I, I remember that. She used to say uh, a long yes is a no. That is very good. And I like that. We're going to trademark that. Yeah, <laughs> in the German chocolate cake. German chocolate I just don't, you know, no need to play games. Right. You know, and, and my thought was, I'm not giving up all my young years. Mm. I'm not giving up all my young years for someone to tell me yeah. six years into it that, you know, Ooh, it's not me. And then they get with somebody else and marry them, you know, in six months. Right. That's how it happens to a lot of people. It does. Right? It does. Um, so I just said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pound you about it, mm-hmm. but just so you know where I'm at. So Steven, what did that look like for you? How did that feel? How'd you receive that? Yeah. For me, it just gave me clear understanding of where her mindset was. And it allowed me to focus in on why am I in this relationship? Am I doing it for the sake of our child mm-hmm. or am I doing it for the sake of our longevity? Okay. So I had to wrestle with those facts and come to a conclusion and be serious about I'm doing this for our longevity. Okay. The truth is, at some point, our then baby is now 13. So she's five years potentially away from leaving the house. Right. We're still going to be in a relationship when she's gone. Right. And so I had to consider long term, am I doing this for the sake of saving face, looking like a good kid, looking like Mm -hmm. the pastor son who did the right thing, all the things that come with being in that world and that realm and what people expect you to function and say and operate because it looked great on paper. Right. But I didn't want to be in something that was crumbling in the background. And so I had to evaluate, all right, am I going to want to be connected to her for the rest of my days? Now, both of you um, come each from two-parent households. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did either of you ever envision yourselves not married? So... Was marriage something always on the forefront in the first place? Because I, I can imagine that if someone were to come to me with very specific plans of what they wanted, that it could be intimidating to say, "I am I even ready to meet this person's expectations? But did it help that you two both came from examples of marriage to know that that's exactly what you wanted? There was never a question, I don't think, for either of us that we intended to be married people, whether or not it was to each other, you know, that... And that, again, that early 72-hour conversation of realizing all the things we had in common, um, goals for our future families were some of those things that we had in common. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. And yeah, see, having parents who were doing it and, you know, that I definitely can't hurt. Yeah. Right I was going to ask, like, what were your examples? Like, so like Nick B said that you guys both came from two-parent homes. So did they exhibit, like, healthy ways of arguing and having communications like what were the examples that they set that kind of shaped how you got marriage um I would say definitely we both taken things from you know Mm -hmm. I didn't really see my parents argue I never saw them argue either and she spent a lot of time in our home (laughs) I was gonna say Uh, I mean I know it's I know it's common for people to like when you have guests and company over to right save face and but you can always uh, feel an energy but you can feel energy yeah was, i mean I, to this day i still call her parents mom and dad you know oh. and if i haven't seen them in forever uh-huh. because they exuded parenthood they exuded units yeah and it's something you can feel even if it's not said right it just wasn't their tone like i've never heard my father raise his voice at my mother mm-hmm. i like it's just wasn't it was it, we were gonna have peace in our house yeah you know what i mean and um and it was genuine there was, like you said, underlying tension or resentment or little snide remarks and stuff like that. Um, it wasn't, you know, and it, and it also ch- takes my expectation. I 
have never been in a relationship with someone who's raised their voice at me. I yeah, you're the yeller. <laughs> only that one time. <laughs> that was the only time that ever happened. Oh, that's why. We should blame the pregnancy. Way. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I just had a baby, and he just told me he'd been sleeping with this girl. Okay, so I was legitimately upset. But <laughs> but that was the only time I I've never cussed at him since. I've never screamed at like. That's not our, we don't know. I love that. it. I yeah. love it. And what about you, Steven? So, like, how did your parents communicate and exhibit and showcase their love? Very similarly. They dealt with their issues behind closed doors. Okay. And so, one of the things I learned from my father later is he committed to my mom that what they would commit to do is present a unified front. And so, whatever inner workings, challenges, trials they were going through as a couple, we didn't know as a kid. And I didn't know a lot until I got older. And I find out, oh, you guys really did have issues. Right. But from our perspective, looked like a cohesive unit, partly because you're leading people. And so as pastors, you can't have your stuff all on the street. That makes sense. But do you feel like that created like a, a, a disservice for you to understand how to have conversations that are difficult with the partner because you didn't witness it as a child? Or did it just was like, I know how to have conversations because I know how to communicate and we're going to do it behind closed doors. It didn't create a challenge for me personally. Okay. Um, it may have for my siblings. I'm not sure. Okay. I know to ask them. Got gotcha. it. It just, for me, in my mind, you dealt with your issues in-house. That was the perspective. I think his dad is also a, a really communicative person. So okay. as they got older, I know him and his brother, like he was having talks with them like, okay, now you're old enough to know hey, these are some of the things that we dealt with and this is how we got through that and this is what I had to do to fix this. And, you know, um, and his dad is a was a very um, hands-on parent. Okay. Uh-huh. He's very engaged. You know, the he was the one who, like, helped with homework and, like, you know, was, had all the kids' games and da-da-da. And he's like that as a grandfather, too, to a large extent. But that makes Steve that kind of dad. Got you. Right? Okay. And so um, it helps. How do you two, um, how do you manage disagreements in front of your children today? Primarily, we'll talk about it after the moment. There is a unwritten communication, so I can see it in our body language and in our face. <laughs> You've learned her. <laughs> that if there's a way that I've responded or interacted with a child that she disapproves of, it's visibly seen, and then we can talk about it later. And she doesn't undermine me or undercut me in front of the kids. Yeah. But we definitely talk about it later. Are you two the parents that is um, always saying, go ask your dad? And then they ask the dad and the dad says, go ask your mom? <laughs> <laughs> well, for most things, they'll come to me first because I'm nicer in a lot of ways. But for certain things, they'll go to him first. If they want to go somewhere, they're going to go to dad first because mom ain't going. She I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> She's been a lady of leisure, I think. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm in my soft girl era. Do not interrupt my free time. I'm doing nothing. You're interrupting. Yeah. I'm doing nothing. So they want to go to 7-Eleven or go to the mall. And mm -hmm. my youngest daughter is obsessed with going to the mall to go to Claire. I love that, though. But is she, isn't she of the age to be doing that? She's eight. She's eight. My 13-year-old is not the one. The 13-year-old just goes to basketball practice. That's all. These Love kids, this generation are different. I mean, I feel like we was out. We was in the streets, not like in a I bad way, but 
We <laughs> get eggs. But we were yeah. catching the bus. We, we were seventy to I remember in a very different time. Yeah. I remember catching the bus in middle school, having a transfer bus. Yep. I caught two mm-hmm. to go to the school outside of my district. <laughs> And um and did the same thing going home. Yeah, we had no cell phones yeah. to, right. to, right. to check yeah. in. Right. None of that. We had um, lights and sundown. But it was just like we knew to do the right thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we weren't getting you know in right. trouble along the way. I don't know right. how that happened, but it did. It did. So this media and social media, I swear it happened. Yeah. But I do want to know. We talk about this in the first season of our um of our podcast about things that should be discussed early on. So. What were some things that you guys discussed prior to getting married that helped set the tone for your um, future? I would say the big one was conflict resolution. Okay. We had a formula that the way we would deal with problems and situations, doesn't matter what it was, this is what we agreed to approach it as. Oh. Uh, we have a statement on the same page in the same book. You can be on the same page, but if you're on Home and Life magazine, I'm reading the sports card magazine. It's not helpful. Right. So we're on the same page, but we're talking two different languages. Gotcha. And so we just committed to being on the same page in the same book and approach every situation together instead of that. Us two against the problem, not us two against each other. Oh, I like that. You know, because you're fighting your spouse to be right. Like, no, we need to team up against the problem. And then everyone wins. When we win, we've won. Right. You know, and no one has to be a loser. When, when you're fighting against somebody, someone has to take the L, right? Mm-hmm. And no one's going to want to continually take L's. Right. <laughs> you know, and you don't feel good afterwards mm-hmm. if you just lost. It's like, well, you know, we're both athletes. We were both, we were competitive. <laughs> yeah. So we don't want to lose. Yeah. Right. So if we're on the same team, we can always win. Okay. I like that. I do too. How do you guys, um, how do you guys keep your romance going? Because you've been married how many years? Ten. You guys are a decade in, a whole dying piece. And uh, what do you guys do to ensure that you still have date nights or that there's still that spark? You as a couple rather than you as some parents. Yeah. Trying to maintain a house. Like, what do you do for yourselves? We spend time together. We, I, we talked about it just our 10 year anniversary that happened a few months ago. Um, and every time we spend time together, we're reminded the kids are the problem. You know what I'm so when you tackle a problem yeah, together, exactly. you against the kids. I'm against the kids, man. Um, just in that, like when you start to feel distance or, you know, and it can get into the, we're two life managers, like, right? Like we're business managers running this house. Right. Um, especially like with our kids and the things they're involved in. Like I told you, my 13 year old, she just got into like AAU basketball or busy. Yeah. I I was in the gym 20 hours a week all summer. Yeah. Like, and like, I'm like, that's a whole part time job. It is. And even now she has practiced three evenings a week. Mm -hmm. So Steve gets home from work. Um, I try to get everybody to eat dinner and then she and I leave. By the time we get home from practice, he's in bed. What was that Mimi said? My kids in sports, so we eat dinner at four thirty or nine. Yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> real life. Exactly true. So we try to do it earlier. So he he stays home with the younger kids, okay. so that they can get in bed on time. Gotcha. Um, we get home by like nine, and he he goes to bed like eight forty five. Yeah. That's how he keeps his sanity and his confidence. He gets up very early. Um, he's a very disciplined person. He gets up very early. He spends an hour in prayer, and then goes and then is at work. 
by like five forty-five. Ten minute meditation isn't cutting it. I need to commit an hour. You need to numb your free work. You'll a little bit longer. Right. <laughs> I do want. Okay, so let's let's light it up. I want to know what is the most annoying thing about your spouse. You go first. Watch what you say. <laughs> I would say there are specific annoying things, but there are habits that I have that she does not have. Oh, like what? So when she makes dinner in the kitchen, it looks like a tornado. Oh, oh. you're not a cleaner while you cook her? No. I can't. I got to hate it. I do too. For me. I like to organize and clean as yep. I'm going, so that way when I'm done, I'm done. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't do that. Also, she'll grab stuff, glasses, she'll use it for one drink, and then she'll go get a new one. It's something <laughs> different in the cup. I can't have the remnants mixing. The remnants can Listen, rinse it out. I have a friend whose the daughter does that, gets a new cup for everything, and so she started doing paper paper cups. Okay. She's like, uh, we gonna wash that paper cup out because you need to use it again. No, we're not wasting more. Yeah, I had a phase where we wrote names. Towels as well. Oh, gosh. Oh. Towels, one use. Here's the thing. It's a lot of laundry. Here's the thing. But she's, how do you know no one has defiled your towel between the uses? When you hung it on that rack, how do you know? Like, you know what, though? I have kids, so. I was going to say, I feel that because I take my towel to my room. I keep all of my bath products in my room because I need to carry it back and forth because my kids, they are the ones that will drop a towel, drag it on the floor, then put it back like they didn't do nothing. Yeah. Use it with the dog. Dry their, dry their undercarriage. You didn't know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I trust him with my life, but I do not trust him with my towel. And therefore, new towel. New towel. Every day. <laughs> mm. So we know exactly what to get you for birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, just more towel sets because... And some laundry soap. And some laundry soap because we've gone through that stuff quickly in their house. Yeah. I get it. Uh, Maury, what about you? Um, <laughs> oh, listening to him chew. <laughs> and he has, he, he's gotten better at it recently, but he used to do the thing where like he's watching something on his phone and his phone is on full volume. Oh, why are you doing that? Oh God. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Oh, good. That's a personal moment. <laughs> You're ruining life for everyone else. I also found out recently that I have some ADD, and that's a so like the conflicting noise. I would be like, I don't know where to focus. Yeah, I'd be so angry. Um, <laughs> I'm like that with subtext on televisions. Like, are we reading it or watching it? Oh I don't want to do both. I can't. I cannot watch something as subtext is going on. Can you get them reading it? Yeah. yeah. And then I miss what they're actually doing. For sure. Oh, it makes me so oh, mad. Oh, good. For sure. You know, have you done the um, the blind one where they narrate what's happening? While you, they have a there, so they were like, oh, she still walks down. in the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, makes angry face. Like, <laughs> and then I always wonder if a person has been born blind, what do they know what an angry face looks like? Ooh, right? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? So then, for a blind person, they should say has anger emotions, because we can feel it. We can feel. We it. don't know what it looks like if we're blind, right? I don't, I don't know. Oh, you get a blindcast. I can close both my eyes. But we already know what it was before. We yeah, you, you already have a reference. I have a reference, yeah. That's interesting, but yeah, okay. All right, so on the contrary, what was the most romantic thing that your spouse has done for you? Recently, it was my 38th birthday, so. Aw. you don't. That was two days ago. Uh, what, what, so what did she She asked if she could plan today. I said, sure. So we went for a walk due to my lifestyle change, which I appreciated. Came back and we had breakfast. 
hung out for a little bit and she had purchased a cake and a present so we could celebrate with the kids when they got high from school. Mm-hmm. And then she surprised me with dinner at a line in a hotel room. Oh, oh so that was we were like birthday on a budget. So here we go. So like it's the planning, but the fact yeah. things that, that that was the most romantic thing. It's like the simplicity it's of it was so thoughtful. Yeah, I like cooked breakfast because oh. you know. It's one thing to be able to go out and spend money on everything. Did you clean while you cooked for his birth? Um, here, okay, let's <laughs> let's clear something up. Let's clear she something said, up. Clarify. It's your birthday, but can you do the dishes? He does the dishes every day. Oh, all all the days of the ten years. Really? All the dishes. All the days. Every day. Um, it was actually in our wedding vows that he would do the dishes. So first of all, we're gonna start embedding the needs into our wedding vows. I mean, but how many wedding vows we plan to have? <laughs> I will need a, a, a couple vows. Like, I just need a few minutes just to run some things. Because I've had some years of what I don't want to let you, you know what I do You said this want. in front of God, therefore it is valid for the rest of your life. And then he has stuck to it. I would give him that. He has stuck to it. And there have been some things that I said I would do in our marriage that I have not stuck to. Um, but he has stuck with those dishes. And um, I hate doing the dishes. It makes me want to gag. And so... Um, so I appreciate that about him. I told him we could have keep having kids until I was 35, like as many kids as we had. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had our daughter, and then we didn't want to have more kids till we got married. So we got married. We got pregnant on our honeymoon. Oh. So it was my son, Jace. And wow. then um, when he was three and a half months old, I was pregnant again. Oh, boy. With Brielle. I was like, hold up. I know. I like all the Yeah, exactly. Shoot up. Well, I'm therapy with these hormones. What they say? Renege. Renege. I, <laughs> I had to renege. All aboard this plane. Yeah. Okay. Because it was happening too fast. Like, we'll just stay pregnant. Oh, we get pregnant real easily. So, I mean, I know that's a blessing and some people really struggle. With, right. But it's also Very hard expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. I had a really tough time after our third. Mm-hmm. Um, those like the next few years were really really rough on me your last one were you 35 and under or was it over 35 i was still under 35 i I had brie when i was 32 okay um but i jace was only a year old so they're only 13 months apart okay and so i i by that time i had left my job and i was at home all day Mm -hmm. with two kids he was working really odd schedules um, long hours, and I was on a third floor apartment, oh. so I carried the baby. So I couldn't get down yeah. because I had two people who couldn't walk. <laughs> couldn't walk down three flights of concrete stairs. So you were quarantined before quarantine. Yeah, I was, and <laughs> it was it was it was the dark dark time. But I was like, yeah, we're definitely not having any more kids. Understood. I, I get it. So, what was the most romantic thing that he's done for you? Oh, oh, there's so many. Oh. The face lights up. <laughs> Subtitles for those who are uh, listening, not watching. <laughs> Lori references her husband and her face lights up. There's been so many throughout the years. And honestly, um, I could say some of the grander romantic gestures, you know, with wine and rose petals and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, the most romantic thing he does is listens to me. Mm-hmm. Like he hears me when I talk to him. And it can be something kind of mentioned in passing. Um, I said I wanted to take dance lessons because I wanted to be the old couple on the cruise who had like a routine. Oh. 
and like could really like that's how doing the Tamiya dance together. Right. I was like, I want and like little matching outfits when we get old. Like I want us to be like that. And so for Mother's Day one year, he got us dance lessons. And so we went and did dance lessons. Or if I'm having a bad day and I'm like in a mood Mm -hmm. and he senses it, there's nothing he can say that's going to fix it. But he'll turn on some music and he'll stand me up and he'll dance with me in our house, wherever we are. And it just makes me feel seen and like the other shield. And yeah, and instead of getting an attitude as well, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I can have an attitude. Right. You know, he works in the opposite direction and tries to. Well, listen, if y'all ever need some additional romance, let me just tell you real quick about these candles that we got here. That so, line of love. Right. So what we have uh, for those that are listening and those that are watching are we got some great candles called Scent to Be. Yeah. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about these candles? And the- So one of our really good friends also went to middle school with <laughs> started a business and she makes candles. She also makes wax melt. She makes uh, room sprays. She's working on carpet deodorizer. But these are some of the most amazing scents that I have ever smelled in my life. They're the best candles. They smell without even being lit. Yeah. And they're really dope. So you can go to scenttobecandles.com. You can order online. She has all of her product lines. She's got tons of fragrances. You can do the the seasonal blends and all those things. Uh, She even does custom stuff. So when we did our mail review Mm -hmm. a while back. (laughs) She made us some naughty wax melts that were shaped like our microphones. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? Um, but they were really, they were really great party favors. So she does all kinds of custom things, and so. she also does private parties too. I had um, a housewarming, yes. and I actually ordered a kit, and mm-hmm. I invited a set of girlfriends over, and we made candles as oh, our little girl night activity. Yes. So. Absolutely hit her up. We'll leave yep. her information um, at the end of our today's show. But just yep. on the topic of romance, right? Absolutely, those are where you want to be. Yes, I, she actually made me a special candle too one time. That is a massage candle. I have yet to try it out. Is it in your bucket? Like you melts it onto you? Yeah, I, it's like it is a like special wax. It was so it was warm. So what what you do is you light the candle. And to get a little bit of the wax to melt down, blow out the candle so it's not piping hot. Mm-hmm. But um, when it's cooled down a little bit, you can then actually pour it on you and you can massage it in your skin. Yeah. What happened to you? <clears throat> he is another episode. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to season one, two, and three to find out what happened with this person. He, he He's the one that wanted a contract. He was into a BDSM lifestyle. Oh. And that wasn't for me. And so... Um, I was getting introduced. I was getting groomed into his lifestyle with the candle wax. And then there was more, you know, like it just sort of started real just to see what you're comfortable with. Was he rich? No. Okay. See, that's it wasn't like 50 shades of Yeah, exactly. It only works if you're rich. No, I tell you all the time. I mean, he was, he hit me broke. I thought he was doing okay. To be fair, I think he was doing okay for himself because he did have his own business and he was sustaining off of his own business, no other work, right? So he was doing well enough. Okay. Um, but I just, it, it wasn't for me. You know how when you just sort of know you know? Yeah. I knew I didn't want that yeah. after we had some in-depth conversation. So. But the wax part, I actually, that that was absolutely PG. That was what they really, it was a massage. It sounds enjoyable. Yeah, it was a massage, so I was fine I with that. It. I want to try my wax candle out on somebody someday, one day. 
someone will make you some German chocolate cake and, uh, and pour some wax. And then we'll have a 40, 72 hour conversation and followed by wax. There you go. Yeah, all of that. There you go. But on the topic of all that, like, how do you guys, we talked about how you guys maintain the romance, but how do you have a healthy sex life with Ooh. kids in the home? Like, do you guys lock your door and they know what's going on because the door is locked? Have you been walked in on? Like, <gasps> have you? Um, I don't think walked in on, oh, but good job. our oldest one went through a period of time where she was like always trying to like catch you. Yeah. And like, oh, like what are you doing? and like stop it before it got started. <laughs> um, he doesn't care. He's like, <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he doesn't care. Not only like they're not asleep yet. I told you he goes to bed very early. Oh, right. And so he's in bed be- and I'm like, the kids aren't even sleep yet. You sleep before the kids sleep. Oh, God. Um, so we do have to pick our moments and then like, you know, got the hotel room the times nice. like that yeah, right. where you pack a whole bunch in. Get- <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. All, all I hear is the bed hitting the side <laughs> and the people that are calling the office down front. Yeah, there's a party going They're on. They're really packing the it room, in over there. In the room next door to me. <laughs> that hotel's brand new. Everything was really sturdy, uh-huh. I would like to say. So shout out to LNA. Hey. <laughs> I would say patience. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of patience. Yeah, uh, especially now since the kids are young and active, mm. and the house is loud. Guys, so I imagine as they get older, things will change and change. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just the reality of our lifestyle. There is an opportunity. Do you guys find that when one person's on, one person's like, eh, you guys got to really like schedule? I'm always on. Let, let's let's. He's a man. So. Let's keep it a buck. Like always on. <laughs> Always. You ready to start? Has never had a moment of off. You ready to go now? <laughs> Has never had a moment of now. It's always that. How about now? now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back and then we're going to try to get the kids are at 7 Eleven. Maybe I like the most unsexy things are sexy. It's <laughs> not. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Like what? I had an example, like a moo. <laughs> I can like, wear anything. And he, he'll have these pictures in his mind, but look at you. I'm like, First of all, how dare he's taking pictures because he admires oh, you regardless of how you think. While I was bending over, picking something right. up, oh, and you oh, can see like hey. bending over is all he needed. Um, they're just like I'm like this is not a flattering picture. <laughs> you can't catch my good sight. <laughs> right? He was like, yeah, it is. Look at that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say it. It's definitely helpful to know that you are so unconditionally loved and you, yeah. you know, and found attractive. But I do have to be like. Chill, yeah. Chill, like the kid. Chill, chill. We have to find our moments, and we know that it's not permanent, right? You know, right. Um, but that's why you know when we go on trips, we go to town. We went to Cancun last year, um, and our ultimate goal is to take a couple of those trips each year, just the two of us. Nice. Way. So you guys plan for family trips each year, and then your own individual trips. That is the goal. It don't always happen that way. Every year in an up year, you know. And it's very true. But it's so true. <laughs> what do you guys feel about um like the traditional gender roles or the gender roles within the marriage? Do you guys have those or you guys kinda just do whatever? Technically we kinda do. Okay. To a certain degree. Um we didn't agree to that going into marriage prior to mm-hmm. the woman, this is what you're gonna do. Right. Split up the task. Okay. And also we're not married to our current divine roles. So we'll fill the gaps. Individuals having a tough time or a tough week, the other partner is able to recognize it and just fill the gaps. Right. Yeah. There are some gaps that don't get filled. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things like uh-huh. he always takes out the trash. I don't right. ever take out the trash. But like I said, he does the dishes, and some people would say that's a woman's job. I do most of the cooking. Um, I see your your little whiteboard that you have. Oh, we're trying to. I want to be like. I want to be like. I even bought a whiteboard. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna be like. Literally, it was like I'm gonna be like Maury, we'll and it got drawn. And I don't live kids. in town too. Like, but I want to like come get meatloaf on those meatloaf days. <laughs> Meatloaf and then and then there's leftover days. I'm like, well, I'm coming back for that meatloaf. I want to point out, though, I could tell when she was having a bad week and the kids pissed her off. Because they didn't get like, another pizza. You're, she, you're on your own. <laughs> on your yeah. own. <laughs> so, I was so, hollering. So. I was like, oh, they done made her oh, mad. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Someone did complained a couple too many times. About uh-huh. I've, I've done a few things with them. I put them on plain food one time. <laughs> what is pl- <laughs> like, nuts and pretzels? You're, you're eating oatmeal with no brown sugar. <laughs> You're eating rice and beans. I thought you meant like dehydrated food that got water in my airplane food. I was like, okay, so they're just just getting almonds, Caucasian food, yeah, and season. Well, you're just gonna, you know what? They eh, when they get real food again, they realize, oh, I'm I'm actually a good cook, Mm -hmm. and you're gonna stop complaining, and you're gonna realize that you have a good life. Okay. (laughs) Well, what happened is when we first got married, she made dinner, and then she offered an alternative option oh they got used to that when they were really little though for me i was like they made picky eaters huh you right so you're i'm from the same school what we made well then was right yeah right and you're gonna finish all of it yeah right oh see parents like i won't say all parents but i know some parents that are absolutely like, oh, my child won't eat that. And so they're making multiple meals in one night. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they come to stay with me. And I'm like, no, your child's going to eat what I made. Right. I'm not catering to a special dietary need when you're 11. And you're allergic to nothing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a preferred so, dietary. Right. I was telling my kids, at some point, your, your mom's going to stop being Wolfgang Puck in the kitchen. Wolfgang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Stick to one meal, and you guys are going to be grateful for it. And so we had to have this moment eventually. Where this is what you're getting. It's not flavorful. It's nutritious. You're gonna eat it and like not it. delicious. Exactly. <laughs> but I feel like we've landed somewhere in the middle now. Like okay. I cook dinner. It's the only dinner option they have. Mm-hmm. You can always have fruit, whatever. Right. Okay. Um, you're required you're never required to eat anything. Because I don't believe in forcing food in people's mm-hmm. mouths. I think that's weird. That's how we got fat. Yeah, and it's weird. It's a weird thing in general. Imagine as an adult somebody telling you, eat it. Like, you have to. So we have very few of those moments. But I do say, like, you have to sit in front of it for 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Because, you know, kids will just want to get back to what they're doing. Right. They'll be like, I don't want to eat this. And then so they can go play. Then the the issue is, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat this. But then one dessert. two hours later, Oh, kitchen closed. Mom, can I have some chips? Kitchen closed. Can I seven. have? Right. So I'm like, oh, you're hungry now? Well, mm-hmm. you can still have. The um, plate's still there. It's still there. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I don't want that. Well, then I guess you're not that hungry. Yeah. Good night. Yep. All, all of that. So the yeah. food will sit there. The kitchen closes mm-hmm. at 7. Our kids go to bed at 8, 8.30. Okay. So it's not like, you know, there's a right. huge amount of time. Right. Up. But, um, yeah. And so some of those things also, like that's a marriage thing, right, where he's a lot more strict than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's think about why you're saying no. <laughs> like, are you just saying no? It's very Oregonian of you. <laughs> yeah, like, are you just saying no to say no? But I also had the mom. My mom said yes to everything. Oh. My mom was like, if there's no reason to say no, why would I say no? And so I come from, you know, a yes, yeah, gotcha. a yes household. Yeah. And, and still to this day, our mom would be in the house and we'll say no. And she'd be like, well, why not? 
reasoning okay. and arguing with the kids. They said if mom says no and dad says no, ask grandma. Go to Ye Ye. Oh, is that the caller? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. She. Mom used to bounce our oldest and say, Yay, 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 yay. So we started driving towards the house. She'd be like, Yay, yay. That is great. I know it. What would you have liked to have known as the younger version of you, knowing what you know now? Um, maybe just the confidence to know that um, that we're doing it right and we're mm-hmm. gonna be good. Like, um, this will sound terrible, and I'm okay with that. But like, we, you know, we know that we have a better marriage than a lot of people you know this is facts this is what you're here (laughs) as why you were selected (laughs) so like not to be like oh we're we're better than but like we are able to remind ourselves like we have something really good Mm -hmm. that's worth being grateful for that's worth taking care of Mm -hmm. um and so just the confidence to know that in the beginning um i think that first year of marriage is difficult for a lot of people um, we never lived together before we were married. Neither one of us had ever lived with a partner before right. we were married. Right. So there's a lot of adjusting that first year. Mm-hmm. But um, so just the confidence to know that you're going to make it. You're going to be great. You're going to be fine. Um, and that the kids will be fine. And the kids will. My daughter, my 13 year old said, Mom, she was on the phone with her best friend mm-hmm. and her best friend's parents were in the background. The mom said got on the dad about not completing a task and the dad told the mom to shut the F up. Oh no. And she was like, she wasn't even crying. Like her best friend, she was like, she wasn't even crying. Like she was like, she was like, I felt like I should hang up. I didn't like, I feel like I need to get out of there. And like realizing like, that's how some people's households just are, you know? And understanding that you live in a really peaceful house. We don't, you never hear us yell at each other. You never hear us cuss at each other. You never, you don't, and because we don't, Right. Um, and so just to know, like, it's going to be all right. Mm, what about you, Steve? I would say that specifically when it comes to trial and tribulations, that displays the character of your partner mm. and you chose a good partner because it's not until crisis hits that you understand mm. how a person responds, reacts, what their faith is literally. Mm-hmm in their own personal relationship with God. And it attached to that, how it affects and affects you as a result. And so we went through some significantly tough times, but her broke. character. We was broke in that beginning. <laughs> Built character though. That I love it. And I guess lastly, what advice would you give to somebody? Um, I give this advice to young women whenever I have the opportunity to in their going through the dating process and it sounds intense but i swear by it uh listening very intently right now. right take your mental notes right if he yells at you he will cuss at you if he will cuss at you he will call you out of your name if he will call you out of your name he will push you if he will push you he will choke you if he will choke you he will punch you if he will punch you he will kill you stop it in the beginning mm. you know what i mean don't you don't There's no rule that you have to accept any level of abuse from any level of mistreatment. Um, And there's no excuses. There's no, well, I made him, (laughs) whatever. It's, it's so easy. And, and it's, and it's a real thing. You can have a real partner that really loves you 
that you have disagreements with and still yeah. never yells at you, yeah. never cusses you out, never, you know what I mean? Never puts all that on you. Um, and so that's always my advice to, especially I love women, that. to pick that up early that you set the bar real, real high. Mm-hmm. You know, not just, oh, he can't hit me. No, start at the beginning. Yeah, don't talk to me like that. Right. You're not me. You're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's over. Right. I love that, Steve. <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody, maybe the young men? I told this specifically to two young men I was attached to prior to them getting married because they sought me out. And I told them prior to making that step, you need to make sure that you're sure. You need to 100% unequivocally be all in. You can't be half in, you can't be half out. Because marriage requires you, especially as the leader, to be in every day and then make that decision consistently every day and probably multiple times a day. <laughs> and so you need to, without a doubt, choose this individual and then continue to choose them. And that's a decision. And you have that ability, you have that power, you have that capacity. But too many men are half in, half out. Really true. And my mama said, marry a man that loves you more than you love him. She does say that. I remember those words from, okay, sorry, I just, <laughs> we're over here all like, we want that. And you know, she's rocking. Y'all, I'm still soothing myself. Like, this is beautiful. <laughs> well, where can they find you guys if they're interested, they have questions? Maybe you said people seek, seek you out for advice. So I like that. I think it's just relationally. We actually were talking on the way here and I was like, we should have created something. Um, we've talked for years about doing like marriage retreats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, possible. Okay. We'll let you guys know so you guys can share yeah. out there. And do you want to share your social media or are you are you private? <laughs> his is his Instagram is crowned one with a K O three. Okay. Um, mine is Miss Mori forty six. Uh, both of those are those are our Instagram uh-huh. tags. You can find us there. Um, and both of us are really open people. We talked about that before we got married mm-hmm. that we would be open to sharing our experiences and our stories to help and support other folks. Yeah. So, I'm open book. I'll tell you. So if you call, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, when girl. Okay. And Nick B, where they can find you? Yes, I can be reached on all platforms, Dirty Roses Podcast. May that be our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our uh, TikTok. And if you need to reach me directly, I can be found on Instagram at Nick B underscore Nick B. That's Nick with a K. And Miss Lee Larie, where can we find you? You can send all German chocolate cakes to... (laughs) <laughs> Lee Larie on every single social media platform. It's L-E-I-G-H-L-A-R-I-E. Um, Dirty Roses Podcast on all social media platforms. And of course, DirtyRosesPodcast.com where you can check us out. We can leave us a voicemail, give us feedback, give us some suggestions, join our mailing list. And ask for product placement. And ask for product placement because we're going to put you on like sent to be candles here. But until then, next time, next time. Bye. Bye. Guess what, Rose Buddies? We are thrilled to introduce our new sponsorship packages. Be sure to hit us up at DirtyRosesPodcast.com to inquire how we can showcase your brand on our platforms.